Welcome back to you. This is the place for everything breakup healing, decentering your ex, and recentering yourself. I'm Evelyn Christine, and let's start getting back to you. Hello, hello, everyone. My first real podcast episode. Can you believe it? Probably. I can't. This is just so great. And if you're listening, I want you to know it means the fucking world to me that you're here right now and you matter. My first ever like properly viral video on TikTok where I was fully talking about how to heal from a breakup, you know, not just some silly little meme I posted, but a real valuable video was of me talking about the basic habits that you need to have to properly heal from a breakup. So I figure what better way to kick off this podcast than to do exactly that. Talk about the four basic healing habits that you need to have if you truly want to heal and move forward. And I do really want to start by saying that everybody heals at different rates Healing is not linear. And I even had a client say to me once, I don't even know what that means when people say healing isn't linear. And that's okay. You don't need to have all of the answers and all of the understanding to be healing. There's this saying that goes, throw your hat over the wall and figure out how to go and get it later. So this saying comes from Irish writer Frank O'Connor, who as a boy, him and his friends would walk through the countryside and one day they came across an orchard wall that, you know, they deemed far too high and far too dangerous to climb and said, okay, well, our voyage ends here, I guess. And then one of the boys took one of their hats and threw it over the wall and said, well, now we need to go over the wall because we need to go get that hat. And what that means is commit to something that you don't know how to do and then figure out the rest later. And so just because you don't know where to start, just because you maybe don't even understand everything that's being said to you on how to heal, as long as you are taking the steps to put yourself first, that's all that matters. And so that being said, let's get into it. I've always said from day one, as much as my views and perceptions of healing are always changing and evolving, the one thing I will never stop saying is you absolutely need to feel your feelings and explore every single thought that you're having about the breakup and the relationship and everything. There's two ways to go about a breakup, right? You heal and then you move on or you move on and then you heal. Moving on and then healing looks like going out partying every night, going on dating apps right away, hooking up with strangers, filling that void of your ex, pretending that you're fine when really you're deeply hurting and just trying to run from that pain. You might be fooling yourself into feeling okay, but at the end of the day, when you are alone with your thoughts and your feelings and you're sober, Shit's going to hit the fan and you won't be able to sit with that discomfort. So in these beginning stages of heartbreak, rather than doing that, rather than running from these uncomfortable feelings, the more that you can feel them and move your way through them, you'll start to see that they're not going to kill you, that you can feel them from beginning to end and you can survive that discomfort. 
Because anything you shove to the side is just going to continue to fester and grow even if you don't notice it. I broke up with my ex six months before we actually officially broke up. We were three months no contact and in that three months I was totally running from everything. I was pretending like I was okay because I just told myself I'd been wanting out of that relationship for over a year and so I was basically healed. I was basically already over it. But because I ran from everything and I didn't properly address what I was feeling after three months, that hate and that anger wore off and I couldn't even remember what the big deal was of why I broke up with him. And then we ended up getting back together and it was the worst three months of my life. And this is not to say I have any regrets because I am not a person who lives with regrets. But if I had done that proper healing, if I hadn't been on Bumble and Hinge trying to replace my ex and fill that void, if I hadn't been working myself to the bone every day and then going out partying every night, I would have stayed firm in my own boundaries when it got hard. So if a thought or a feeling comes up that you don't want to deal with, no matter how upsetting or scary it is or however much you don't want to acknowledge it, a breakthrough is on the other side of that. So you're going to want to write about it. You're going to want to explore it because the things that we resist, the things that we don't want to do, feel, think about, those things are the access to our betterment, to our breakthroughs. And like I said, by facing these scary thoughts and feelings, they lose their power and you start to see that they're not actually threatening and they're not actually something you need to be running from. Feelings are just feelings, nothing more, nothing less. And the next thing that you should be doing for yourself in your breakup process, which you should probably be doing at the same time as this first step of feeling your feelings, is calling in your support system. So studies show that the best way to heal from a breakup of any kind is through the support of our loved ones. But a lot of the time, our loved ones have a threshold for how much of our grief they can tolerate, right? Because they're only human too. They're not certified therapists or coaches. They don't necessarily have the tools to deal with all of that grief from somebody that they love. So to optimize your support system and prolong the amount that they can support you, Have a clear cut, honest conversation and just say to them, I understand I might not be the most fun to be around and I'm probably going to be talking about the same topics over and over again. And if it ever becomes too much for you, please let me know, but also know that your support is what I need most and your patience will mean the world to me. And should it happen that they do hit their threshold and they say, look, I love you, but I'm going to need to set a boundary here. I just need a little bit of space from all of this. Don't take it personally. It means nothing about you. You might already be feeling a lot of guilt from this breakup in the first place. Don't let it add to that guilt. You're not a bad person. You are a person who is grieving. And all of this overthinking that has you talking about the same topics over and over again is just your brain's way of trying to make sense of everything that happened. I had a client recently send me a really long voice note after her friends and family had set boundaries with her saying like, look, I love you. I just can't really listen to much of this anymore. Where she asked, 
do I need to be committed? Like, this is all I can think about and talk about is this guy. When they had been together for years and it had been a month and a half since they broke up, right? So you might be feeling that, like you're going crazy, but it's completely normal that you're obsessively thinking to this level. And so if this does happen to you, right, that your friends and family set that boundary with you, just remind them how grateful you are that they were there for you in the first place. Remind them how much you love them and how much it means to you. That stuff might be obvious to you, but it's really important to always voice those things to our loved ones because they don't necessarily know it unless we say it, right? And this is when you can start to look at how you can get support from other means like joining different breakup support groups, getting in touch with a therapist or a coach or somebody who's actually trained (laughs) to not get sick of your story. The third thing that you should be doing for yourself once you start to feel a little bit better is start to get back in touch with what you love to do. What were some things, some hobbies that you wanted to do for yourself in that relationship that you never really had the opportunity to? One of my clients had always really wanted to decorate their apartment in a way that really suited their taste. And so together, we created goals and a plan for them to create their dream living space. And they've sent me a bunch of photos of it now, and I swear it looks like a goddamn Pinterest board. It's so beautiful. And so stuff like this might not seem like a lot, but... You know, they were living in that apartment with their ex, and so now it's something that is solely theirs and has a new energy to it. And then it's also something that they were able to sort of easily put their mind and their energy towards in a state where they didn't want to be doing anything. This sort of thing has you start to see that there are things outside of your relationship with your ex and there are things that you can do that are fun and enjoyable on your own time. For me, after my breakup, I started really getting into fashion. I started thrifting a lot, curating my Pinterest board and like really finding my own style. I started getting creative again. I started kind of scrapbooking. So like I would journal and then I would have all these like stickers and different scrapbooking things to like make all my journal pages look really pretty. I started painting and drawing again. And then of course I later got into TikTok. And so I really started learning about like the algorithm and best posting practices. And there's actually like so much information that goes into all of that. So that took up a lot of my time, right? I went back to the gym. I started really prioritizing my physical well-being. I started cooking better meals, eating better. And of course that didn't all happen overnight, right? Like the fashion thrifting, um, more artistic side of things was sort of a really easy thing to do in the beginning stages. And then as I started to feel better, right? I slowly went back to the gym. I slowly started eating meals that were more than ramen and takeout pizza. And I started to just show myself how much I love myself with these practices. And then from there, the fourth piece to this, right? Once you start to feel like yourself again, once you've started to get into your independent groove, 
It's time to make peace with everything that happened. Now, if you're listening to this episode right now, chances are this is a little bit down the road for you, maybe a lot down the road for you to make peace with everything that happened. You might still be in your angry phase. You might still be in your depression phase. And that's okay. You don't need to force yourself, okay? If you force yourself to make peace with it, you're not really making peace with it. The only reason I mention it now is so that you can have it on your radar as something to start to work towards. Some people really believe in never forgiving their exes, in always holding on to that anger, but even forgiving your ex privately to yourself, it doesn't make what happened okay. It doesn't excuse their actions, but it helps you let go of your anger and resentment. And again, a lot of people push back with this. A lot of people don't want to let go of their anger and resentment because of what I just said. If you're no longer angry, if you forgive your ex, it feels like you're saying that what happened is okay. It feels like you're losing the breakup. You're letting them win. You're letting them get away with what happened. But what happened, happened. It's in the past, it's over, and how you feel and think about the situation actually makes no difference to your ex whatsoever. I remember the last time I saw my ex in person, the last time we spoke in person, he said to me, I just don't want you to hate me. So then I had it that by hating him, I was getting back at him. But the only person who that anger and resentment is hurting is you. The only person who's suffering from that is you. This whole concept of saving face, having the upper hand, winning the breakup, all of that is a construct. None of that is actually real in reality, right? We're not in court here. There's no judge and jury. It's just your life. And whatever your ex thinks, likewise, makes no difference to you unless you let it. So if your ex is walking around thinking, haha, I won that breakup, I fucked them over and I got away with that, how does that actually make a difference for you? They're not your partner anymore and you can get on with your life too. But of course, before you can even think about forgiving your ex and making peace with the situation, you need to focus on forgiving yourself for whatever it is you're beating yourself up over. Whether you feel guilty for being the one who broke up with them, whether you blame yourself for ignoring red flags, right? Whether you think it's your fault for everything that went wrong, you just need to work towards having compassion and generosity for yourself. From there, you'll be able to find compassion and generosity for your ex and forgive them too. And again, you don't need to call them up and say, I forgive you. That's something you can just do privately to yourself. And I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but holy shit, it makes a world of difference. So those were the four basic steps toward healing. Feeling your feelings, not running from the difficultness of it all. Difficultness? Is that a word? (laughs) Calling in your support system, being open and honest and transparent with them and giving them the space to set boundaries with you getting back in touch with what you love most and finding new hobbies and habits that reinforce your relationship with yourself. And then finally, making peace with you 
and your ex. And that's about all I have for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening to my first podcast episode. I would love to hear from you. Send me an email with your story and your questions so that you can be featured on my special episode of Ask Ev or leave a comment on any of my social media. Hashtag it Ask Ev to get your question answered on my Ask Ev segment. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe and leave a review. It seriously helps me out so much. Now, until next Sunday, back to you.